Welcome. You're listening to Pacific Bible Church Podcast, hosted by Pastor Vern Frank. Last week, we started a new series titled No Vacancy. And if you weren't here, you can go back and listen to that online. But we're going to cover a little bit of that today and then go on to some new thoughts on this. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot to discover here, a lot. But... <laughs> People are already getting blessed by this. I got some great reports last week uh, of getting blessed by this message, and that was the first one. So tune, tune in, and uh, I, I know if, if, if you tune in, right, to this, I'm, I'm, I'm getting blessed studying it. I'm getting revelation uh, studying. So I know if you tune in, you're, you're going to get something from God. That's gonna, it's going to be a life-changing series. If, right, if you're tuned in, right? That's the key. You got to have ears to hear it. You know, a lot of times, and I've said it before, but you know, we don't remember what, what was preached uh, a half hour later. <laughs> We're at lunch and, and, and someone, I've been there, I've been there, right? Someone says, that was a great message. What'd you get out of it? And you're like, oh, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. You, you got to try, you're trying to pull it out of the memory banks, right? And that's why I do it to the youth every Wednesday. I say, I say, what did we say? What did we talk about last week? <laughs> and I test them every week. And, and some of them are getting better at it. Right? They're, they're, they're ready. They're, they, you know, if, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're meditating on, the, on what was said, right? If you're meditating on it, which means you're getting revelation from it, you're, you're chewing on it, you're going to get more revelation. And you're going you're gonna to get more from God and you're going to hear from God as you chew on it. That's what meditation is. You're chewing on it. So if you chew on it all week, you're going to get a lot. Amen? Chew on it. Keep chewing. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to do some more chewing today. You want to do some chewing? Really, a lot of what we do every Sunday is we get together and we chew on the Word. And as we chew on the word, we, we, get, we get revelation from heaven. So let's start again in Ephesians 4, verse 20. Ephesians 4, 20, wonderful passage here in Ephesians. We're, we're not going to, we, we cover a few verses in here again, and then we'll cover a lot more verses, but you know, you know, it takes time to get through all this. But verse 20, but you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Oh, I mean, the truth is in Jesus, isn't it? That's the one we want to be taught by. Verse 22, he's telling us, he's telling us some teaching right here. Verse 22, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. So he tells us here a teaching uh, for a truth from Jesus right here is put off the old man. Put the old man away, right? Put him in the closet. Put that old man away in the closet. Hang up the old man in the closet. And ideally, the old man would never be seen again. Ideally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The old man, the old man, maybe, maybe, you know, just an example, right? I've known some very angry people that before Christ, very angry people, right? Well, that's part of the old man. So that needs to be hung up in the closet. That's not the new man, that's the old man. So you hang him up in the closet. 
Now, now you're walking your Christian life, you're using self-control, and you're doing, because you've been given a spirit of love, power, and self-control, right? We read that last week. And, and so you're using your self-control and the anger isn't, isn't getting out. Be angry and sin not, right? The anger is not rising up and taking over because you're using what God has given you to self-control to not get angry. So that, but all of a sudden, something, something triggers you and you just, ah! Well, we let the old man out. The old man got out of the closet. Now, what do you do? Oh, Father, forgive me for that. I did not want to act like that. I, I, let, I let the devil win that one, but, but, but I'm putting the old man back in the closet again. So I repent of that. I never want to do that again, Father. I never want to do that again. I'm putting that old man back in the closet. Boom. Right? If you mess up, it's not the end of the world. Amen. <laughs> that's, why we have, that's why we have the blood on our side. Amen. The blood has been applied. And we are forgiven in Christ. But when you mess up, you, you go to your father. Come on, first John 1 night. And you confess to your father what you did. And it says he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Amen. But ideally... The old man would never be seen again. There was no amen. <laughs> After coming to Christ, ideally, right? Now, many, many Christians don't seem to want to put away the old man. Right? They, they want to live like they did B.C. Before Christ. Right? They want to live like B.C. They want to live B.C. Well, that's not Bible. That's not biblical. That's not Christian-like. That's not what God prepared for us. That's not God, what, what God wants us to do. Hello? Many people want to watch, watch the same things, do the same things, be in the same relationships, uh, watch the same junk, hang, hang with ungodly people like they did before Christ, go to the same parties, they just want to live life exactly how they were living life. No. Because if, if you are in Christ, you are, and the Bible even says, we've talked about it many times, right? Light has no fellowship with darkness. That's why you, you get people that are about to marry uh, an ungodly person. They're a Christian and they're like, I'm so in love. And you're like, Don't do it. Trust me, do not do it. Yeah, but I love him so much. Don't do it. Don't do it. Why? If there's not light on with light, it's going to be trouble. Now, when dark and dark get together, you see that, right? You can see a lot of that. Dark and dark get together, you see dark. You know, they don't mind doing all the ungodly stuff together. But when light gets with dark, then the ungodly person says, yeah, but I want to do that. And I want to go there. And I want to do this. And the Christian person is saying, no, 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 we don't. I do that, that, that. And then what when you have kids? Oh, my. 
Well, I'm taking the kids to church and we're going to serve God. We're going to serve at the church. We're going we're gonna to pray. We're going to worship God in our household. And the dark is in the household going, oh, you didn't take my kids to church. Uh-oh. You see what I'm saying? Come on. When we come into Christ, come on, we, we do what God said. Amen. Come on, many Christians have no plans on growing up in Christ, doing what God said to do. But he said, put away the old man, hang him up in the closet. And what he said to do after that? Put on the new man. Go on to verse 23. Verse 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Of course, we talk a lot about renewal of the mind. Romans 12, we talk about a lot about that. We can't get deep into that. That's a, whole, that's a whole series right there. But verse 24, and that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Ooh, that, there, there it is right there, right? That's the new man. If it's a righteous thing, if it's a holy thing, that's the new man. Therefore, oh, oh, when you find a therefore, you find out what it's there for. Well, he says therefore because of what he just said. The new man, right? Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Nor give place to the devil. And that's, that's where we get, that's where I got the title of this series, No Vacancy. Nor give place to the devil. In verse 27, in the Amplified, it says, Leave no such room or foothold for the devil. Give no opportunity to him. You like that? Come on, we don't leave a room open for the enemy. Come on, we don't leave a light on. <laughs> I, thought, I was thinking about no vacancy, so I thought of Motel 6, right? It was their model. I don't know if it's still their model, but it was for years at least. Right? We'll leave a light on for you. We don't leave a light on for the enemy to come on in. Leave the room open for the enemy. No, no, no. What we need is a no vacancy sign up for the devil to see. Just as you see at the hotels, the motels, we got a, at least a couple in a walker, right? And you drive by and you're driving by, it says no vacancy. And you know they are full. There's a, there's a good illustration in there. And you know they're full. When the devil drives by your house, what does he see? Does he see no vacancy? Or does he see vacancy? Mm. Come on. We need the no vacancy sign up. Devil? You're not allowed here. I don't want you in here. I got no room for you because I'm filled up with the fullness of God. That's our, whole, that's our whole model, right? Be filled up with the fullness of God as we experience his love. We get filled up with God. We don't want any vacancy for the enemy. Now, most of the world is convinced the devil doesn't even exist. Hello? Hollywood? Hollywood? Come on now. 
Many people believe the devil's just a Hollywood character on, on the movies. Well, if someone doesn't believe he exists, then guess what they're not going to do? They are not going to resist him, which the Bible says to do. Resist the enemy. And then what are they going to do? They're going to fall into the trap of the enemy. And so like I said last week, there's usually two ditches to get into when we talk about the enemy. One ditch says, we don't say anything about the enemy. We don't talk about the devil. We don't talk about that stuff. Never. Some churches won't even talk about hell anymore. Well, we, we don't talk about hell because people might get scared. They might be offended if I talk about hell. And so we don't want to offend anybody because then they'll leave with their tithe check. <laughs> so we don't talk about the devil and we don't talk about hell. You know me, I'm just going to say it all, amen? I'm going to preach everything I can find in here. If I find it in here, I, it's all fair game. Everything. Boy, a lot of churches won't talk about tongues. You're like... You won't talk about praying in tongues? That's one of the greatest blessings of my life. So why are you holding it back from the people? Why are you holding it back from the people? Why don't you want the blessing to flow into the people? Well, I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want anybody to think I'm, you know, I'm one of those crazy tongue talkers because then they might not be in my church any longer because I think I'm one of those tongue talkers. Thank you. Lonnie's my too bad, my too bad guy. Too bad. Come on now. We got to speak the truth. We got to tell people. Because I'm not going to hold back from you. Because if I don't, if I hold back from you, you don't get the blessing. Come on now. You can discover it on your own. Amen. But I'm going to preach everything I can possibly preach from the word. So the devil and hell, uh, a lot of people won't say anything about it. Well, the other ditch is obsessed with the devil. And the devil is in every TV show. The devil is in every movie. The devil is in every bush. The devil is on the roof. The devil is in the lake. Well, he is because I cast him in there all the time. <laughs> the devil, the devil's over there and the devil's over there. The devil! No, no, that's not, that's not it either, right? We don't, we don't need to get in all the ditches. We need to stay with God's word. And that's what we're doing right now. We need to know the truth and the truth will make us free. Now in verse 25 above, it says to put away lying, right? We talked about that last week. You put away lying because the lying opens the door to the enemy. The enemy is the father of lies. He's the father of lies. And so when we lie, we get on his territory, we get on his property, and he has room to operate. Hello. Verse 26, it says, be angry and sin not. We just talked about that. Anger also opens the door to the devil to come in. So we use self-control when we get angry. The self-control that God gave us to use. There's all these tools we have, and a lot of times people don't want to use the tools. Well, if you have a tool chest in your, in your house, right, you use the tools when you need the tools, right? If you need self-control, then use the tool. 
when you need the tool. When the anger's starting to rise up, it's time to pull out self-control out of the toolbox and use it. Amen? Just like you'd pull out the screwdriver and use it. So many Christians, they don't want to pull out the tool. They want God to just drop something on them. I'm like, you got a toolbox. Use the toolbox. Use the toolbox God gave you. And one, one of the many, 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 many things he's given us is self-control. So we can use it. So we can use the tool. And we can put down the anger and sin not. Amen. Humans have to yield themselves to the enemy. We yield to him. Let's look at Ephesians 6.10. Ephesians, this is new this week. I believe this is where the newer, the newer starts today. <laughs> that was a little review. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Ooh, glory. His might. Come on. His strength, his grace, his power. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, we could go through the whole army. We actually just did a series of the armor of God not too long ago. You can go back and listen to that if you want. But put on the whole armor of God that you may be able... Those are tools. I said those are tools. We just talked about the toolbox. Y'all got a toolbox? Lucas, I know you got a toolbox. Lonnie, I know you got two boxes, right? You got two boxes, giant two boxes. <laughs> the armor of God is, the, is part of our toolbox. That you, why? Why do, we, why do we put on the armor? Why do, we have the, why do we have all that in our toolbox? Well, that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Oh, the devil, I don't know. He's just a Hollywood character. He doesn't even exist. Oh, so the Bible is a lie. No. It's not that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Don't you love that word wiles? It literally means cunning arts, deceit, and trickery. Does that describe the devil or what? He is tricky. Come on, the, the devil doesn't come in the front door. <laughs> no, no, no. The devil sneaks in the back door and then he sneaks out the back door. Hello? He's tricky. He's very tricky. And the devil accesses humans. Are you, are you human here today? <laughs> How does he access you? Through your mind. Remember, the mind is the battlefield. That's the battlefield. Come on. And what do we do when, when he brings us thoughts that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God? We cast them down. 2 Corinthians 10.5. We cast down thoughts that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. You know what? Thoughts are spiritual. A lot of people don't think about this, but thoughts have a source. I said thoughts have a source. We need to identify the source. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> Adam and Eve were given thoughts, weren't they? By who? 
in the garden when they were tempted. The enemy brought them thoughts. Well, you won't die if you eat that. So now they're thinking on that, right? Thought, thought. God said I would die. You say I won't die. Hmm. Trickery, right? Trickery. And they started meditating on the thoughts of the enemy, right? Thinking on wrong thoughts led to the downfall of all mankind. That's what caused the downfall of all mankind. Thinking on the wrong thoughts. That'll that make you think about thoughts a little, right? All, all of mankind fell because of wrong thoughts. So we should not listen to the devil's trickery. We should tell him to get behind us like Jesus did. We should tell him to shut up just like Jesus did. Shut up! <laughs> he didn't use those words. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> I'll probably get in trouble later for that. Karen, you know, she doesn't like me to say that or stu. Stu. You know, I said stupid. I, there it is. I said it's in the dictionary. I'm in trouble again. I tell you, I'm always getting in trouble. <laughs> Come on. Let's, let's go on here in Ephesians. How about verse 12? For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Woo! Does that, does that, does that make us... Does that some truth right there? That's some truth. Now, if you notice, there are four categories of evil spiritual power here. I believe, and, 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 and you know, it, it's probably not that necessary to uh, believe it that way, but I believe they're in categories of, of low power to high power. Principalities being the lowest. The low rank, right? The ranks. Principalities, powers, rules of darkness, spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Okay? So we wrestle against these evil forces. And, and here we see again the evil one is influencing, influencing. Come on. People. Our, our wrestle is not with people. Our wrestle is with the evil spirits behind the person. Hello? That's who we're wrestling with, right? We're wrestling with the evil spirits, the evil one behind the person because they are influencing people. Right? We need to be aware of who is influencing us. Is it God or is it an evil spirit? You know, we talked about last week, the, two, the, the angel, the old comic, you know, the, 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 the devil over here and the angel over here and, and the devil saying, do it, do it, do it, do it. And the angel saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Well, who's influencing us? Who are we going to listen to? God, amen, amen. Now, humans, uh, this is a good, very good point to get right here. Humans are very often fooled by the enemy. <laughs> you know the devil's been around a long time? 
We don't know exactly how long the devil's been around, but we can surmise from different scriptures. We go to a lot. We know we don't need to study that in depth on how long the devil's been around, but we know he's been here a long time and we don't know how long, but he's been here a lot longer than us. So guess what? He knows how to trick humans. <laughs> he knows. Come on. We have to realize we are not dealing with a rookie. He's not a rookie. He is not a rookie. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows exactly how to come in and, and, and get to us. Hello? He knows how to push our buttons. He knows how to push the buttons of humans. He knows. Come on. Why do we have such a mess in this world? The devil knows how to push buttons. And he knows what buttons to push on humans. And we could talk about that for a long time. Right? We talked the first week about there are different types of evil spirits. Right? There are jealous spirits. Hello? <laughs> there are familiar spirits. Familiar spirits, you know, familiar spirits are, have been around a long time. And they, they come in and a lot of times what they do is they try and talk to humans. And, and, and that's a lot of those uh, will, will manifest in like seances or, you know, those uh, witchcraft type things. Familiar spirits. And, and they might say something about grandma. And you're like, how did they know about grandma? How did they know where grandma lived? Because they've been around a long time. And that's why Christians don't mess around with that stuff. We don't mess around with any of that junk. Anything dark, get away from it. Anything witchcrafty, get away. Anything like uh, that's trying to raise any type of dead or trying to, unless you're raising a human from the dead like Smith Wiggles, right? Rise, get up in Jesus' name and walk. That's a different type of raise dead, right? But if they're already dead in the ground, don't try and contact the spirit, amen? Because you are asking for the devil to come on in. You are asking for it. And a lot of people have messed up their whole entire lives by getting involved in the occult and witchcraft and trying to talk to the dead. Guess what? There are spirits. There are spirits and they'll talk. And they'll come and talk to you in the ear and say, Oh yeah, this is grandma so-and-so. I remember that time when we did this together. And they're like, that's got to be God. Only God knows that. There's no way anybody else can know that. Well, no, familiar spirits have been around. And that means they were familiar with someone. Hello? You getting this? The devil is the master of deception. He is not a rookie. He is not a rookie. We got to realize that. That's one of the things you need to know about the enemy. He is not a rookie. He knows how to get in. He knows how to lie. He knows how to deceive. He knows what he's a doing. And he wants to take down as many as he possibly can. All right. Let's learn a little more about Lucifer here. We haven't really talked about his past very much. But by doing this, we're going to learn a lot. Isaiah 14, 12, this is a prophetic look back at Lucifer, who if you don't know, that means angel of light. He was in heaven. He was the lead worshiper in heaven, worshiping God until he fell. 
And this is where we're picking it up. Verse 12. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who are weakened, you who weaken the nations. <laughs> He's done that, haven't he? For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet, <laughs> this is God's answer, right? Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol. Hello? To the lowest depths of the pit, hell. Those who see you will gaze at you and consider you saying, is this the man who made the earth tremble, who shook kingdoms? Who made the world as a wilderness and destroyed its cities? Who did not open the house of his prisoners? Woo, wow. We get a lot, we get a lot here, don't we, about the history. Now remember, this is prophetic. We're looking back prophetically through Isaiah. And we learn here that Lucifer rebelled against the Most High. Big mistake, right? He had a good thing going, didn't he? He was the lead worshiper. He had a good thing going. And we see a lot of eyes here. You notice all the eyes? I will ascend. I will exalt. I will also sit. I will ascend. I will be like the Most High. I, 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 I. Well, being the lead worshiper in heaven, uh, 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 being, and we're going to cover it more in a second, about being one of the most beautiful creatures ever made by God, he should have been thankful. But he got in pride. I, I, I. And that's what led to his downfall. That led to his destruction. Guess what we need to do? Learn a lesson from the downfall of Lucifer. We need to learn that we need to be thankful. The devil wanted more than he had. Come on, Lucifer wanted more than he had. And he tricks us. The same way he fell, he tricks us. Same thing, he tricks us. He, th he tricks us to think someone owes us. They owe it me. They owe me. They owe me. They owe me something. He tricks us to think of ourselves. Only think of ourselves, right? Devil only, he was only thinking of himself. And guess what? He got into pride. Unthankful people are headed for destruction. Hello? Headed for delusion. You want to get delusional? Just be unthankful. Hopefully you don't want to be delusional, right? You want to go into destruction? Just be unthankful. Hello? That, that's, a, that's a fall waiting to happen, right? Pride comes before a, or fall, did I say that right? Yeah. Pride comes before the fall. Yeah, we need to be very thankful. Really, being unthankful is unholy and devilish. Hello? We need to recognize what's in our life. We need to recognize the things to be thankful for. Thank God for what you have. Well, I don't have that much. Be thankful for what you have. Be thankful for that car, amen? Be thankful for that family, even if they're not the greatest family in the world. Be thankful. Be thankful for your spouse. Be thankful for your parents. Kids. 
And you guys do. You got parents. <laughs> Be thankful for your parents. Amen? Be thankful for your house. Thank God for your health. Thank God you have breath. Thank God for your pastor. Instead of criticizing him, thank God for him. <laughs> yeah, I just had to say, I just had to say. <laughs> Come on. Thank God for everything that you have. Come on. I did. There was a minister once that I, I, I thought, well, that's, a, that's an interesting thought on it. Because it says ministry gifts are, are a gift to the body of Christ, right? So he said, he said, when you look at your pastor, you look at the evangelists up there, whatever, you, you could look at them with a bow on them because they're a gift. They're a gift. So what do you do when you get a gift? You thank them. You thank them for the gift, right? <laughs> Amen. Amen. We need to be thankful for all those in our lives that help us. Amen. What are we supposed to do in 1 Thessalonians 5.18? Give thanks in all circumstances. Give thanks in, 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 in everything. Not necessarily for everything. <laughs> right? But you can give thanks in. In. What if, what if Lucifer had been in heaven and, and he hadn't gotten to pride and he had just continued to worship God? Well, that's thankful right there, right? If you, if you want to show some uh, thankfulness to God, you'll worship him. You thank him, you praise him, you thank him again, you thank him again, and you thank him again, and you thank him again. Because you're thankful. What if Lucifer had, Lucifer had maintained that? Well, he would not have fallen. He would have not been delusional. He would have not said, I will rise above the most high. What a, uh, I want to say the S-T-U word. What a, a ridiculous statement to make. <laughs> Come on, we got to learn what, what, what happened to the enemy. Well, we don't want to fall into that trap, do we? This is a very excellent thing to learn today. Don't get into pride. Don't think people owe you something. Oh, just thank God. For whatever you have, thank God for it. And if you can do that, he'll get you more. He'll get you more. But I don't like that, and I don't like that. And I don't, well, come on now. No, 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 no. Be thankful. Be thankful. Be thankful. Be thankful. Amen. Let's look at Ezekiel. We're going to learn some more here about Lucifer. Now, remember, again, this is prophetic. Look back at Lucifer. Ezekiel 28, 11. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre and say to him, Thus says the Lord God. Now remember, these, these are illustrations. A lot of times in, in prophetic things, they use a person like the king of Tyre, but you can look it up. The, every, every biblical scholar you want to look up will tell you this is talking about Lucifer. The lamentation for the king of Tyre and say to him, thus says the Lord God, you were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden. Hello? Does that sound like the devil? You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. The sar sar sardius, is that right? 
sardius, topaz, and diamond, beryl, onyx, and jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes is what he used to worship God with. Come on, he could provide the music. He didn't even need a band. He could produce it all himself. Can you imagine? Woo, that'd be something. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. You were the anointed cherub who covers. I established you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. That's what he had. I said, that's what he had. He had it good, didn't he? Yeah. Woo! See what happened when he became unthankful? Woo! He lost all of that. Perfect in beauty. Perfect. Woo! Notice iniquity was found in him. God did not create the iniquity. Did you hear me? God did not create the iniquity. Lucifer twisted what God had made perfect. Big point to get right there. Lucifer twisted what God had made perfect. You know what? I know, I know, I know you've probably heard it and there's some bad teaching. God does not create evil. God does not create evil. He created everything perfect. Everything he created was good. Everything. Everything. But along with that, he, he gave us all a ability to choose. Even Lucifer had an ability to choose. Everything was perfect. God made no one with perversions. God did not make anything corrupt at all. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Griffin. Just like Lucifer, every human has to choose between good and evil. We have to choose the voice we listen to. Come on. Mankind has to choose the voice that will influence their life. Come on, you all got voices talking to you. We all got some voices talking to us. Whose voice will influence our life? Ooh, that's big. That's big. Now, here's a thought for you. You may not have thought about this before, but people with high influence are going to be high targets for the enemy. Why? Because the enemy wants influence. The enemy wants influence. Hello? Who, who is a prime target for the enemy? People in power. Also known as politicians. Why does the devil go after politicians all the time and talk to them all the time? Because they got power. And they got influence. And he wants to have people with influence on his side. So they're gonna, he's going to go talk to them, right? 
He's going to whisper in their ear again and again and again and again and try and get them to be influenced by his voice. Hello? He wants to influence people in power. He likes to influence spiritual leaders. They are targets. Why are spiritual leaders targets for for, for the enemy? Because if the spiritual leader falls... Many fall right behind him. How many times has it happened? Now, you, I'm sure you've got some names in mind, right? I don't need to name any names. But spiritual leaders on top, I mean, huge. There's one man I'm thinking, had the biggest ministry ever in the history of the world that we know of. And he fell, big time. And a lot of fell with him. Why did the devil keep talking to him and talking to him and talking to him? Because people were getting saved and people were getting saved and people were getting saved and people were getting on fire for Jesus and people were getting excited about Jesus. And so the devil kept a coming and kept a talking and trying to influence, influence, influence. Come on now. You getting this? Remember Jesus was a big target of Satan. Remember the temptation of wilderness, right? Why, why, did, why did the devil mess with Jesus? Ooh, the biggest target, on the, biggest target there was, right? Got to go after Jesus. Got to take him out. We got to influence him. And boy, did he tempt him big time, right? Ooh, why did the spirit lead him in the wilderness to fast for 40 days? Because he wouldn't have made it through that. He had to hear from God, and he did hear from God. He heard from heaven. I mean, he heard from heaven because not only did Satan come, but he quoted the Bible. He quoted the scripture. And and a lot of times when when, when the scripture is quoted, I've heard heard testimonies of people who said, man, I heard heard scripture quoted and, and and I knew it must be God. Not necessarily. I was, I was having a dream and this voice spoke to me and I heard the scripture and it said, do this according to this scripture. A lot of people got messed up doing that stuff because they didn't have a real foundation. And Jesus, ooh, Jesus had a foundation. And Jesus was hearing from heaven. He was fasting, come on. He was in the wilderness praying to his father. Come on. And the devil came ready to tempt. The devil came ready to take out Jesus. Target locked in, right? Jesus is going down today. Woo, here I come. And he targeted Jesus. And he tempted Jesus. We could go through all that. But the one I wanted to point out was he tempted Jesus with all the kingdoms of the world. And that was a real temptation. That wasn't some sort of joke. The devil is the God of this world. 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, if you don't believe me. <laughs> the devil could have given Jesus the kingdoms of the world. Why could the devil have done that? Well, who was the God of this world originally? 
His name was Adam. People get real confused here because they think, well, God controls everything. Well, guess what? God created the earth, and then he said, Adam, it's yours. You rule, you reign, you take care of it, you are the God of this world. And what happened when Adam bowed to Satan and ate? Satan said, thank you very much. I am now the God of this world. And people say, I don't know why God lets all this chaos happen in this earth. I don't understand all the murders and the rapes and the killing and the destroying. I don't understand how God can allow that. It's Satan. He's the God of this world. If God is creating all the mess, he's a really bad boss. But God created everything perfect. Perfect. I said he created it all perfect. It was absolutely, it's going to be perfect again. It's going to be perfect again. Woo, not too far, I don't believe. It's going to be all perfect again. But for this time period, Satan has gotten the power from Adam and, got, and Satan came to Jesus and said, I got the power. You know I got the power. You know I can give you the kingdoms. If you bow down and worship me, it's all yours. And he could have done it. But he had been praying and he had been fasting and he heard from heaven, hello. And so he didn't let the devil influence him. How many people let the devil influence them? Hello? You getting this? That's a life-changing thought right there. I thought of this. I don't think I've ever said it like this. But a lot of people can't get a grasp of that because they think, well, no, God is God. He just, he's God of everything. He's God, God, God. What? You've got to bring it down to this level. You realize earth is one little speck in the cosmic universe and of the universes and the billions of stars and universes and galaxies. The devil and Adam, Adam had this little speck to take care of. Of all of God's universes and stars and galaxies. Come on now. Adam had a speck to take care of. God gave him the authority to rule. He named all the animals. Woo, that's, that's, some smart, that's a smart dude right there. He had great intellect as God made him to be, as God made us to be. Amen? So when Adam gave up his authority, he gave up his authority of this little speck. Adam was God of this world and nothing else. Satan is God of this world and nothing else. People say, well, if, you, if you give Satan that he has a speck. 
He is not all powerful. He can't even, he can't even, he can't even rule this. He, he definitely can't rule this place, right? Of course, he's full of lies and full of deception. And that's why we have what we have in this earth. Hello? That'll explain a lot if you get a hold of that. Come on now. The devil is doing the same thing. He's trying to influence us. He tried to influence Jesus. Come on. To, to, to why? So he could be God. Big G. Not little G, right? In the Bible, if you look up 2 Corinthians 4, 4, he's the God of this world. Little G. Satan wanted to be like the most high. He wanted a big G. He wanted to rule over everything. He said, this speck isn't enough for me. Does that sound unthankful? <laughs> now I got the speck, but I want it all. Come on now. Ooh, he wanted to be like God, the most high. And guess what? That's never going to happen. You know where the devil's headed, don't you? Ooh, he is headed for the lake of fire. Let's look at that in Revelation 20. Verse 10. Revelation 20, verse 10, the devil. Oh, I don't have the devil. Is he real? Yeah, he's real. Here he is again in the Bible. <laughs> the devil who deceived them. I have, what have been talking about? Ooh, he is a liar. He is a deceiver. Ooh, and he is deceiving people all over the place, all over this cursed world that we live in. The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are. And they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Boy, some people nowadays, well, I feel so sorry for the devil. I mean, tormented for You better not have any sympathy for the devil. You got sympathy for the devil, uh, you're on the wrong team. Come on. We, we should have no problem at all with the devil being cast into the lake of fire forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. In fact, I don't doubt there will be cheering when that happens. I don't doubt there will be some cheering and some praising of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Ooh, what a wonderful day when the devil is put away forever. And there is no more deception. There is no more lies being told. Come on. Jesus rules and reigns forever and ever and ever as King of kings and Lord of lords. And we don't have to listen to the nasty enemy come and talk to us and try and influence us into his ways any longer. Isn't that a good thing? Come on. The devil is not a big scary monster. As Hollywood has told us. Yes, he is tricky. Yes, he, he is deceptive. But he has made himself out to be what he is not. So many people got this thing, oh, Satan, he's, oh, he's a big scary monster. They scare kids with it, right? Scare kids with the monsters under the bed. They try and scare all the time. That's all, that's all devilish. Hello? I said it's all devilish. Anything trying to, I've told this for years, and I've had Christians balk at me and get mad at me, and I'm like, 
do what you want to do. We don't scare people in our house. We do not scare each other in our house because it is devilish. I used to do it back when I first got married to Carm. I scared her so bad, I thought she might have a heart attack, jump out of a closet. She didn't even know I was in the house. And she said, you can't do that anymore. I said, you're right, you're right, you're right. We won't do that anymore. And we haven't. I mean, once in a while you slip, you walk around the corner basically and you scare someone, right? That's happened. I'm just walking in. Someone's like, ah! I'm like, I just walked in the door. I, I what am I supposed to do? I walk into the door. <laughs> I guess I'm pretty scary looking. <laughs> and then, you know, Halloween. People, well, I love to celebrate Halloween. I'm like, you like scaring kids? I, I don't know. That's weird. That's weird. I don't have a problem with giving some candy to someone. We, we, we've given out candy. Giving them a track too, about Jesus. Give them a, give them a, now, now you should give them a book. Put that in there. Here's some candy, here's a book. They're like, a book? <laughs> yeah, here's a book, read it, change your life. <laughs> Amen. Come on now. <laughs> oh man. See, the devil is tricky. He likes to get us into stuff. He tricks us. He influences. He influences. He influences. Why? 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 It's because he wants to take us out. He wants us to take him down with him. Guess what? I don't want to go with him. Amen. Come on, you want to go with him? I hope not. That's why we should stand up against anything the devil would trick us with, would, would bring his, his grossness in, his, his, his scariness in. His, come on, we don't need any of that junk. What do we need to do? We need to serve Jesus. <laughs> come on now. We got so many things that the world brings in to trick us and influence us. Come on now. We need to stand up against lies of the enemy. We need to stand up against the trickery. What did Paul say? Against the wiles of the enemy. We stand up against the wiles, the trickery, the deceit. We stand up against it and we say, no! No! Not in my house! Come on now. Oh, you get me going. Another one, people get so mad at me about. I'm like, we don't do Santa Claus in our house. You don't do Santa Claus? No, because it's trickery. And where does trickery come from? Uh, the devil. Now, I know there's a real Saint Nick. You can talk about the real Saint Nick, amen? No problem talking about someone real. There was a real Saint Nick. He gave gifts. He was supposedly, I haven't read a whole lot about him, a man of God who even did miracles for God. But if you say there's a man who appears and delivers gifts in the middle of the night and does it across the whole world one night, 
That is trickery and deceit. Because it's not happening and it's a lie. And guess who's the father of lies? The devil. See what I'm saying? So we get in all these little things that the devil offers us and we trick kids from this age and we lie to them. And then we say, when they get this tall, we say, yeah, we lied for you for 10 years. There's no Santa. But God's real. Let me tell you about God. And they say, they say, you told me Santa was real my whole life. Is he real too? I don't know. You see this? We're talking about the tricky one today. We're learning a lot about the tricky one today. Hello? He, he is not what he made himself out to be. Remember we read that verse? Who, this man is the one who deceived the nations? This, this one? This one? When we see him, we're being like, that's the devil? That, that, that guy's the devil? Why? Because he's just full of deception and lies. He's not some big powerful monster. He's full of deception and lies. In fact, I've heard many testimonies of, of people that saw demons in the spirit realm. People, ministers who were casting out devils and the Lord let them see the devil, uh, the demon on that person. And they usually, uh, the testimonies I've heard over the years are it was like a little monkey-like creature that was on their back, ugly. A little, a little creature on the back of the person. And they would say, in the name of Jesus, come out. And guess what those demons did? They said, the Lord let them see it sometimes. The demon, little demon would go down on the floor and shudder and cry and whimper. I said, the little demon would, would be on the floor whimpering and crying. And we give the devil all this power. Oh, he's so powerful. No. No, 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 no. He is tricky. He is deceptive. And now, come on, through Jesus, we have authority over him. We talked about last week, right? We have authority over him. I said we have authority over him. We have authority over his lying and deceiving. We got the authority. And we said, nothing shall by any means hurt us. And Jesus said, you got to use, you got to trample on the serpent and scorpion. You got to do it. The little demons will shudder at the name of Jesus. The devil has to go. The devil's already defeated. He, he's just trying to trick as many as he can. He, he wants to take anybody he can to hell with him into the lake of fire with him. He wants to trick, 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 deceive, deceive, trick, 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 and hopefully pull a bunch of people with him into the lake of fire. Come on. The sad thing is people fall for, for this defeated creature, this fallen creature that rebelled against God. They fall for his trickery. Come on. Jesus defeated this tricker. Jesus defeated the devil. He won the battle, did he not? So we can't let the devil 
influence us to go down the wrong path, the path of, well, we have a few things we talked about, right? The path of lying, the path of anger, the path of stealing, the path of being ungrateful. And we could add the path of being trickers. What do they say? Well, trick or treat, right? We don't want to be trickers. We want to be truthful. Don't trick. Be truthful. Be full of truth. Let the truth come out of your mouth, right? Let the truth come on out. Don't let the trick come out. Let the truth come out. Amen. <laughs> come on now. We got to tell the devil to shut up. Stand up against the wiles of the enemy. Don't give the defeated one a place in your house. No vacancy, no room for the devil. Amen? We need to remind the devil of his future. I'll tell you what, you want to shut him up. Ooh, when he speaks to you of your future, right? And he starts lying to you and he starts deceiving you. He's coming and he's like, ooh, you in trouble now. Ooh, you in trouble now. You, you going down. He's talking in here. Ooh, you in trouble. You going down. Let me tell you what's going to happen to you. You turn right back and you say, let me tell you what's going to happen to you. Let me tell you, devil, where you're going. Let me tell you about the lake of fire that burns forever and ever. Let me tell you about where you're going to be locked up forever and ever. Let me tell you about that, devil. All of a sudden, he starts getting really quiet. Come on now. You got to talk. You got to talk to the devil once in a while. Did Jesus talk to the devil? He did. And when the devil comes on in and he's trying to trick and deceive and tempt as he did Jesus... He was, he was doing all of it right there, wasn't he? He was tricking, he was deceiving, he was tempting. I mean, woo, there was a mess going on there. The devil was trying to take out Jesus. He was trying to take him out, and he was using all of his arsenal. I mean, we, we, you know, the military comes in, you know when they're using arsenal, right? You see bullets flying, you see missiles flying, you see, you see arsenal. Well, the devil comes in a different way. He comes in with his lying and his tricking and deceiving. And that is his bullets flying. And he's ready to take someone out with his lies and deception. And he was trying to take Jesus out. And Jesus came back. And Jesus came back, led by the Spirit of God, and told the devil a few things, didn't he? He hit him right in the head with the word, didn't he? Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. Come on. He had the sword of the spirit out. Woo! Zoom. And the devil left him for a season. That's a good lesson to learn, isn't it? You get the devil to get on the run, guess what? He's got to regroup, just like a military does. He's got to regroup. He's got to refigure. But that doesn't mean he's not coming back. Ooh, man. There's a lot in here. <laughs> Come on now. You getting something? Try to keep going. You haven't got it yet. You haven't got it yet? <laughs> Come on. You got, you got to tell the devil where he's going. Why don't we just do that right now? Let's tell the devil. Let's tell the devil. 
I, I almost hate to say it, but we'll, we'll say it. We'll give him a, a, a tiny bit of respect. Mr. Devil? Guess, let me tell you about your future. You're headed for the lake of fire. Forever and ever. You will be locked up. And you will have nothing good. Ever again. You will see nothing good. Forever. But I am headed for heaven. I am headed for the throne room of God, which you lost. I am headed into the presence of God, but you are headed for the lake of fire. So shut up. Shut your mouth. In the name of Jesus, shut your mouth and get out of my room. Get out of my car. Get out of my family. Get out of my house. Get out. In the name of Jesus. Ooh, I'm telling you what, you start talking like that devil, he's on the run. He's on the run. Come on now. He doesn't want to hear the truth. <laughs> I said he doesn't want to hear the truth. <laughs> you want to drive some people out of your life, just start speaking truth. Woo, they'll start going. Ooh, they'll start leaving. You start telling them things like, Woo, you tricked your kids with Santa Claus? Well, they'll be gone. <laughs> Come on now. Come on, saints. I want to live in the truth. I hope you want to live in the truth. I hope you don't want to live in trickery and deceit. Come on. We want to live in the truth, Father. We want to live with your truth. We want to know about the enemy so we don't act like the enemy. We want to know how he fell so we don't fall. We want to know, Father. We want to know the truth that will truly make us disciples of Jesus. Truly make us free. We want to be those, we want to be those saints, Father. We want to be the saints that are actually free. That live in the word. That live in the truth. That walk it out. That live it. That we are, we are acting like the children of God that you made us to be. We live it out, Father. We don't want to live in deception and trickery. We don't want to be in his camp. We want to be in your camp. We want to put that old man away and leave him there. That old trickery man, that old deceptive man needs to be put away in the closet. Father, we want to live in truth. We want to live in light. We want to live in your presence. That's what we want, Father. Thank you, Father, for this service today. Thank you, Father, for your voice today speaking. I thank you, Father. You gave me words from heaven. We, we, we turn back as a body, and we give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor in Jesus' mighty name. And the church said, Amen. If you give me one more minute, I always like to end with a salvation call. If there's anybody here, anybody online that doesn't know Jesus, I know we want to get down and see Sarah riding the horse, so I'll try and make it quick. <laughs> if you don't know Jesus today, if, one more slide, baby. I always like to ask, is Jesus your Lord? Because if he's not, you're headed to the lake of fire with Satan. And the only way to come out of his lordship, under his godship, you could say, is to come unto the lordship of Jesus, the Christ. 
the true God of everything, the true God who owns everything, not a little speck. And Satan doesn't even own this place, he has a lease on it. And his lease is about done. God was smart enough to not uh, uh, give complete ownership, right? He was smart. He gave man a lease on the earth and that lease is about done. And soon we will see Jesus and soon he will reign forever. So if you don't know Jesus as Lord, then you are lost in sin and you are headed for the lake of fire. The only way out, the only road to, to God's house is Jesus' road. It, Jesus said, I'm the way. There's another way. I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. There is one road to God's house. It is through Jesus. If you reject that road, you're not going to God's house. So if you want in today, you have faith in your hearts to confess Jesus is Lord. You believe he's alive, you believe he has risen from the dead, and you want to make him your Lord. You want out of the kingdom of darkness, you want into the kingdom of God. Pray this after me right now. Say, dear God in heaven, I repent of all sin. I want nothing to do with the works of darkness. I want nothing to do with Satan's kingdom. I only want your kingdom. And now I know the way, it is through Jesus. I believe Jesus is alive. I believe he has risen from the dead and I confess Jesus is Lord. Jesus, you are my Lord. You are my master. You are my savior. I am yours forever. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for making me a new creation. Thank you for giving me eternal life. Teach me your ways, show me your ways, and I'll walk in them, and I'll do them. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that for the first time, I always ask Christians, old Christians, new Christians, if you want to grow up, I'll go through them real fast. First of all, be bold about your faith. Tell someone Jesus is your Lord. Secondly, devour the Word of God. Don't just snack on it on Sunday. Devour it all week long. Thirdly, get in an on-fire church. You don't want to be a lukewarm church in these last days. Fourth, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. That is part and parcel of Christianity, to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and pray in other tongues. Fifthly, start serving in the body of Christ. Don't just be a talker, be a doer. Sixthly, worship and pray and praise as much as possible. Develop your relationship with God as you pray to Him, talk to Him, and worship Him all week long, not just on Sundays. Amen. Seventh, remember that you belong to Him. And your life is not your own any longer because you are dead and you are alive in Christ. We are now found in Him. So now our life is to glorify Him. Our life is to honor Him. And He will honor us as we started with. He will honor us if we honor Him. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we ask for safe travels as we leave this place, as we go our ways, as we go to our houses, as we go to the parade, we plead the blood of Jesus over the parade goers, over the parade procession. We pray that nothing shall by any means hurt anybody. In Jesus' name, Father. In Jesus' name. All weapons of the enemy come to naught in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth.
and your light is seen as we go from this place and you shine in us and through us as we vow to live for you and shine our light for you and do what you said to do. We give you all the praise today, our great God. In Jesus' name. The church said, Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find our website at packbible.org. That's P-A-C-B-I-B-L-E dot org. We hope you join us again next week. Thank you.